The metaverse is going to be more realistic and more immersive. The headsets are going to be glasses at that point. And you take them off and then you're going to be like, okay, am I in reality or am I in a digital? Alware, Mr. Metaverse, CEO and co-founder of Voxbox. I know some people think the term metaverse where the word is dying off, but in reality, that's not going anywhere. Besides that, now we're diving in with the government on the military side. How does the military use your experience platform? So as of right now, the military they are using One, two, three, welcome to the high performance ceo show your exclusive insight into the strategies and success habits of the world's top ceos i'm your host sebastian schieke entrepreneur mentor and business angel prepare to grow your business enhance your leadership skills and thrive in today's world let's dive in Today I'm talking to L, who calls himself or is called Mr. Metaverse. L Ware. He's the co-founder and CEO of Voxbox, which is a next generation digital experience studio, which and we will learn about what a next generation digital experience studio is in a second. He um, runs large projects for the government and um, is the man to be when it's about when we talk about metaverse. Al, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for spending the time with me today. You had a very, very busy time in the last uh, few weeks. You just launched your product, your service on the internet yesterday. So congratulations. Thank you. You must feel very tired and uh, exhausted, but on the other hand, probably also very happy and uh, curious what's happening now. So... Tell us a little bit about uh, Voxbox and uh, what a next generation digital experience studio is. Yeah, so, you know, with Voxbox, we create immersive 3D uh, virtual experiences and basically, you know, digital worlds and virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality. Uh, and our goal, honestly, because there's so many different studios that have their own niche. And our niche is more so into creating these immersive environments for retail because we know that the next generation of shopping experiences and, you know, the, the whole Amazon experience, it's going to be three-dimensional. And we know that people are going to enter into those spaces where, you know, now you're meeting people from other parts of the world, you're, you're creating friendships. Uh, you're learning about products in a different way versus just reading reviews. So, you know, we really focus in on the small details of how do you create these immersive experiences and how do you capture from a retail standpoint, you know, the brand awareness and the strategy behind it. So, uh, you know, besides that, we're also diving in now. Now we're diving in with the government on the military side where the government is starting to enter into the virtual, into virtual reality, where they want to plan combat situations, combat awareness. They want to, you know, train their soldiers as well on attention to detail. And they want them to see, you know, what is it, you know, imagine a, they had a battle that they wanted to go over and see like, what is it that they did wrong? They could see those small details. It all, and, and make it, it's more immersive now. So, you know, that's basically what we're doing. And yes, 
I'm tired, but I'm also having fun because we've, you know, as of what the past three months, we've just been launching so many different projects, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it, I mean, we're blessed to be in this position right now. Hey, Al, can you explain how um, this works technically? In the past, we, we had to use all these heavy headsets, which are a bit clunky, but how does it now work nowadays? And what is the technology space around the metaverse and this uh, visual experiences? How can people practically use it? Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. Like back in the day, you know, the headsets were clunky and now we have where things are so much easier where people could just click on a link and enter directly into the space. Uh, they're not having to go through loopholes of having to sign in, you know, or trying to figure out how do I enter. And I also too, there are platforms where a lot of people don't know about these different platforms that they can enter into to where they can experience these digital experiences. So I think over time, it's just going to take, you know, more It's going to take patience for people to know like what's coming down the pipeline as far as like, you know, where do you experience these uh, virtual worlds and, you know, how do you enter? Because a lot of people think, like you mentioned, like it's basically through VR headsets, which to be honest, they are clunky right now, but, you know, they are improving on it as well. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, pretty, pretty well. I mean, we also host our show in a Metaverse exhibition hall, which is a platform for um, primarily um, businesses having an exhibition hall, like in a normal convention center. We have a stage there and every week uh, we will broadcast this show. This is another use case. We talked about shopping. We talked about um, military. So maybe you could uh, explain a little bit uh, more in detail. How does the military use your experience platform? So as of right now, the military, they are using, you know, combat situational awareness. Uh, they're practicing, you know, when an enemy is taking, when, when you're taking fire from different positions, you know, how do you combat that situation? Or what do you do if you have, you know, one of your soldiers laying on the ground? Like, how do you assist in helping him and aiding him? without, you know, harming yourself or him. So, and then there are like the small details of things where, you know, imagine there are bombs planted in the ground and, you know, how do you detect those bombs that are in the ground? How do you know that it's in the ground? So it's, they are focusing heavily on the small details of how to be aware of your surroundings. And also too, like, because we know, you know, practice, it, it will make you more efficient. So, you know, they're trying to build, you know, a lot of these soldiers in a way where it's going to help them prepare for battle. So we can imagine a lot of different use cases for this type of technology coming up in the next couple of months, probably. Yeah. Also too, if you think about it with, imagine Google Maps, mm -hmm. but the military has it. And, you know, imagine they have a pinpoint targeted area that they're trying to assist and there are, you know, they want to see what the target range for a missile is. So what it, what's the range in meters or what is the distance from point A to point B and looking on this immersive map, but not only looking at the map, but imagine you're able to click and now you're able to enter into the map and now you can walk around and you can look at different points of the building. You can see like, you know, what's on 
one side of the alleyway or, you know, the street. So, you know, the, these things are going to, as technology advances as well as hardware, everything we do is going to advance as well. So where's the, the biggest challenge when developing such a platform? I mean, I can imagine you have to deal with lots of data, uh, lots of com many computation you need to do. I think the biggest challenge, honestly, is bringing the client's vision to life. That's the biggest challenge. You know, imagine every client we deal with, they all have their own wants and needs and their personalities of how they want things built. So, you know, being able to overcome the challenges that they are facing and educating them because it's not easy dealing to, to build for a lot of these, you know, different companies and brands. That's that's truly the the challenge is being able to build something that's going to exceed their expectations and delivering exactly what they want and then some. You know, that's it's not it's not easy at all. So you founded this company with a partner? Yeah. Yes. So, um, what, uh, how do you split the roles in responsibilities in your organization? So Daniel, who's a co-founder of Voxbox, he's also an actual architect in real life. So a lot of the bills that we have is, is because of his knowledge and his expertise in understanding, you know, architectural design and how to build in a way that's going to captivate the audience. And, you know, one of the things that he also do that a lot of uh, studios kind of don't do is that they they build in a way where they're connected like they connect a, a lot of people build in a way where they're pretending that they're in a physical world and you know it's one of those things where you have to learn how to turn that switch off and understand that everything in the metaverse there's no gravity so how do you turn that switch off in understanding, okay, there's no gravity in the metaverse. We don't have to build exactly the same as in the physical world. And that's that's something that a lot of people are not able to do. They don't know how to turn that switch on and off. So he focuses heavily on the design side and, and the build aspect of it. Uh, we also have Ryan. He's a developer. So he helps with you know some of the backend stuff as far as like coding. And then as far as like the logistics and partnerships and just the overall scope of the entire company, that's where I come in and, and assist wherever I need to and make sure that everything flows, you know, in unison and that we're, we're targeting everything on, on, on time. So when I come to you as a client and let's say I, I would like to have a huge online event, you know, I mean, we, we run a lot of, um, events for business uh, owners, we uh, run uh, workshops, virtual workshops. What would I need to do to bring this into the metaverse? How would this process look like? So one of the things we do is we'll jump on a call and then we will ask you questions based on what you are, what you need and want. And then based on what you need and want, that's when we'll spend about a few days to a week. And then we will plan out everything of what you need and want and you know, we'll create a, uh, a visual board. So that way you can see like your vision of how you will want it to be. And then from the vision, from the vision board, let's just say that there's something you don't like, we'll go back and change it. Or if you like everything, then we'll proceed to, you know, the build aspect of it. So we take everything in milestones step-by-step step with the client. 
And everything that we do, we always want to, we always come to a stopping point and we're like, hey, can you look at this and see is, are we tracking your vision? Are we able to, or do you see, you know, your vision coming to life? You know, so those are the things that we, we focus on is ensuring that the client is happy throughout each step of the entire process. And how would it look practically? So imagine we run an event with a few hundred participants. Yeah, we have a stage um, with different speakers. We would like to have breakout rooms or so group work where we put people together in a group. So basically like what you can do at Zoom at the moment. Is this something we could bring to the metaverse as an engaging environment? Yeah. So and how would it look for the user? So they would have a browser where they connect to the site and how would they, how would they experience everything? So let's just say that this was your world, correct? So imagine in your world, you'll have on your website, a link that will say enter my world, or you have like a time and day of when to enter to your world. So everybody will click on and I give you a scenario of like how we do events. So imagine I'm the host of your event. And I'll have everyone, I'll tell everyone, okay, enter into this space at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. So everyone will enter and then I'll tell, as each person is entering, I will let them know, hey, let's give everybody at least 10 minutes to enter. And as they're entering, I'm talking to everyone in the space. I'm letting them know what's going on. And once we get to a good point where there's like a good amount of people in the space, then, you know, I'll start to talk to them about what's going to happen, what's the agenda, and kind of give them a tour of the space. Because you want to make sure that you're guiding the users that are coming into the space. And then once you give them that little tour, then you just start with whatever the, the speaking engagement is. So that way, you know, you're, you're educating them, you're helping them adjust to like, you know, this new experience. And then you are creating a sense of excitement because a lot of them, when they enter for the first time, some of them will say, oh, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. All from the excitement, just from entering, You're talking to people from different parts of the world and, and learning new things. So that's how we basically, you know, conduct our events whenever we have, you know, these big events. And technically we could have uh, sort of breakout rooms where we put say 10 people together to work on a topic and then they oh, leave yeah. this breakout room again and, uh, come to the main main stage where the show continues? Most definitely. Uh, speaking of breakout rooms, so we are, if you look at micro, Microsoft Mesh is one of the things that we're about to dive into. And with Microsoft Mesh, uh, they have Microsoft Teams, which you're probably familiar with. So imagine now you have a breakout room with chalkboard, digital chalkboard, you have data. So we'll code all these things in the background where when you click on a few buttons, your data pulls up, your charts pull up, your Excel spreadsheets will pull up all in the virtual and everyone in, in the room is able to look at the plan of action of what you're trying to do in this immersive environment. So, I mean, we're excited because Microsoft Mesh is about to bring a lot of things that it's going to help so many different brands, companies, enterprise, so yeah, I mean, it's it's all there. I mean, there's other platforms that could do the same as well. Sounds pretty exciting. I could vision uh, running an event in this space, uh, really immersive uh, with lots of interactions uh, with different speakers or even different 
type of activities within this metaverse and people only need a browser so they don't need any special hardware any need anything any, need yeah. a browser. I, perfect example we built an environment for women in tech and it was for uh international women day and the the people that conducted this event his name is creative out in vans she is an amazing event coordinator so for this particular event they had 15,000 people enter in one day for this event. And I was shocked when I entered the amount of people I saw and just how engaged everyone was and how excited they were. I mean, it's, that, that, was, that was an event that I will never forget. Like I was, I was amazed, you know, those, and it, it don't matter like as far as like, uh, I know some people think the term metaverse where the word is dying off or it has some sort of bad stigma to it. But in reality, the metaverse is a word that's not going anywhere. It's going to, people are going to use it more often, especially, you know, in 2024, 2025, we're going to hear this word pop up a lot more. And, you know, as time continue to go, uh, move on, we're, we're going to see more people enter. I mean, we, if we have 15,000 in one, in one day, just imagine, what it will be, you know, a few months down the line. Yeah. I think the point is usability, you know? I mean, as we discussed in the past, you had these clunky headsets, uh, uh, which uh, sometimes make you feel dizzy, you know, <laughs> and um, uh, they are hard to configure and, and it's nothing normal user would, uh, would use on a daily basis. Now. But um, now as uh, the technology is much more user-friendly and uh, available, and uh, you have more um, use cases which are really um, adding value. You know, uh, it's not just doing things in a different way. It's it's adding new experiences uh, for the users. In your case, in shopping or in the military world. Uh, in my case, it would be events and um, interaction with uh, with people. I think this is the the uh, the big selling point. Uh, and um, it's pretty exciting uh, future. So, how do you see this developing uh, in the next uh, um, few years? So what are the trends in this industry? I see things taking off in a way where it's going to be more realistic and more immersive. It's and then it's going to get to a point where you're not going you're not going to be able to tell the difference between the digital and physical. It, you're you know imagine the headsets are going to they're they're going to be glasses at that point, and you take them off. And then you're going to be like, okay, am I in reality or am I in a digital? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to get to that point. And, you know, I'm just excited for the future, which is why we just continuously build. Uh, you know, yesterday we launched Dance Fight. And with them, they have professional dancers from all over the world. And with these dancers, they are we were able to capture their signature dance moves in real life and convert them into what's called emotes. So now as a now you could take your avatar, you could purchase those different dance moves that they, you know, produce in real life and now you could purchase them for your avatar so, you know, whenever you're in any environment or you you feel like dancing, you could just, you know, press whatever key and it will generate that dance move. So and all the proceeds go to the dancers, so it, it it's helping them out and we're just excited because this is phase one of the launch of what we created 
for these dancers. Uh, important issue with Dance Fight, Sandbox, Spatial, and Ready Player Me. Uh, you know, we're, we're just excited. And the reason why I brought this up is because we know that the industries that are ready to take off, it's mainly in entertainment. Entertainment will be the first to take off, especially uh, with fashion, because the fashion industry is already heading in that direction where they want to, you know, save money on on producing fabric or also to the reusables, how they're trying to cut down on, on what they use as well. So we're, we're seeing that trend because we're also building for big brands, you know, fashion brands that are heading into the metaverse as well. It's also easy to create some digital prototypes and to see how they exactly being received by the audience huh? and can easily change things. You can easily um, um, come up with completely new ideas uh, in a matter of no time, huh? right. uh, which which I think is there's the, the main power in uh, showing new designs and uh, new um, collections, right? Right. Very interesting. So there's a lot uh, happening in this space and a lot developing in the next months and years to come. Where do you personally see yourself in uh, developing in the next years um, with uh, Voxbox? I mean, now you're focusing on different niches. Um, is there a direction where you see Voxbox developing into? I see Voxbox developing into a brand and a household name mm -hmm. to a point where when people see something created by us, they would know immediately that that's from us. Yeah. And we're, you know, with, with, along with us creating environments, we're also gamifying these, these, these uh, spaces. So along, you know, with these gamification environments that we're building, we're, we're also starting to see more gaming platforms taking interest into what we're doing. I, I truly see us as being one of the biggest uh, studios in the world due to the amount of bills that we're doing, the feedback that we get from every client, from users, and just our focus and attention to the small detail. And, you know, I, I'm just excited. I, I'm looking forward. I wish I could just fast forward right now to the middle of 2024, but, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I have to be patient. <laughs> I had the CEO of uh, one of the uh, biggest gaming companies in the UK um, here in the show recently. So I need to connect you with him and uh, oh, wow. we'll see where this leads. So, hey, Al, um, is there anything else you'd like to um, to share with the audience before we wrap up? I would like to say, you know, first off, thank you for allowing me to come on this show. And to everyone that's listening, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are thinking about starting your own business, you know, don't give up. There's going to be times when you feel that your back is up against the wall. You, you're going to feel like this isn't for you. You're going to feel like nobody care with what you are doing, but just don't give up. Like truly don't give up because you never know how close you are. You could be literally at the doorknob of opportunities and you just don't know. Yeah. We've all been there. I mean, yeah. everyone who's successful had these times, you know, and, uh, I can only agree what you say and never give up. Never, ever give up. Most definitely. Oh. Al, thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I really have to check out uh, your, your platforms uh, and uh, I'm really excited what's happening in the near future in this space. 
Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. All right, take care. Thank you for tuning into the High Performance CEO Show. I'm your host, Sebastian Schieke, and it's been a pleasure serving you. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite platform and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and create a bigger impact. Check out our website, sebastianschieke.com, for additional resources. Until next time, be bold, be exceptional, be outstanding, be a leader. Oh,